it meant anything goes. Anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could fall in love, anyone could die, anyone could die. Concept was so cool. Agent Apocalypse. Concept was so cool. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. People couldn't believe it. They had to believe it. This is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I, issue by issue, are working through Age of Apocalypse, the 1990s crossover sensation where Xavier dies and 2020 happens. That's pretty much yep. pretty <laughs> much it. Um, yep. How you doing, Gary? Uh, you know, I'm all right. Uh, enjoying a nice cup of coffee. Word. Uh, sunny day, which I don't care for. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe that'll go away. Yesterday, we got a big, nice summer storm. Ooh. It was real good. It was a beautiful downpour. Um, got a pet and pocket the cat. I'm doing good. Good. I got I got two sleepy mm-hmm. bassets on a bed behind me, and uh, Ooh, we're in the we're, we're in the days of summer in South Louisiana, man. It's been it's been real shitty, super hot. So sorry to hear that. Just like yeah, I went to Cyclops's Age of Apocalypse design. Yep his uh, his beautiful Guns and Roses esque hair. I love it, dude. That's so fucking actual. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yep um yeah we were talking about factor x here uh as a reminder this is the comic that follows uh all the different twins that sinister in employed twin cast yep <laughs> i prefer twin uh yeah uh it's about twins and this is where that plot's going to really start developing um the background plots have included stuff like uh cyclops being a favorite and havoc being jealous of him uh people have been escaping from the gene labs Sinister left, uh, and Angel is there. Uh, oh, and Havoc is having an affair with a singer who looks like somebody doing a Jean Grey impersonation. Yes. Um, Try to get back at Cyclops. Probably so, yeah. I'm going to fuck a girl that looks kind of like your ex-girl. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Alex, this is neither the time. Let's train. What do you um, think about <laughs> What do you think about me fucking this girl that kind of looks like your ex-girl? I don't even think about you at all, Havoc. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I have reports to file. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is, yeah, this is a cool issue. Uh, it's, it's funny, like going through these age of apocalypse things is that, um, the later issue, I feel like I've probably begun to read the age of, began to read the age of apocalypse more than I finished it. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So the first issues of each arc I have pretty firmly in mind. Some of the later issues are, are newer to me. I've read them fewer times and, uh, they, they get cooler. Like, I think when I was younger, I was just like way into the first issue, but now I'm like way into when they've stopped just introducing the concepts. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the plot starts in this issue. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm kind of into this. Um, Once yeah. they stop being like, oh, here's, you know, we have to check in on every single X-Men adjacent character and for every book. And then like, oh, here's some actual plot is when it starts kind of picking yeah. up a little bit. Um, like the idea of these, um, 
the brain trust, which are these like yeah. in vitro brains of these six powerful telepaths that basically keep people uh, tamped down for the breeding pens, which is super disgusting and horrible, but like kind of a weird and cool concept from like X-Men yeah. stuff. It's uh it's dystopian, you know, uh, and this is a dystopia. Um, Gary, I have, so we started, I we, have some breaking news. Is there, <laughs> is there a new Wolverine trailer? New Wolverine trailer. Yeah. For a movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't know about one, but if so. Apparently Nick Fury is in it. Oh, excuse me? There's this doesn't exist. Logan 2, the Wolverine I don't think this is real, Dad. Yeah, I don't oh. <laughs> Your dad said to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well I I I'm probably not. Probably not. If I if I put in Wolverine trailer, nothing new gets. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's ab- this is absolute. God damn it! <laughs> damn it, Dad! Damn it, Dad! Now I have yeah. to do editing. Just kidding. I'm gonna leave all that or, shit. Or, in. You know, yeah. I don't. That doesn't seem like that kind of show. How exciting um, would it have been though? <laughs> uh, yeah, to have the live reactions. We could have been. We could have been those people now. Right. Live trailer reactions. So I did not mean to interrupt um, you. Please continue talking about the. Oh no, it's, the that was trust. important. Um. So we we open up on this this uh brain trust here and it's uh kind of pushing everybody down people are kind of huddled in masses uh here in this um but there are a few people who are immune um to this um and they're talking about this mysterious figure who has come in to to rescue them um this person who's coming and offering them a chance out of here and we look and it's clearly magneto mm-hmm. uh which is real wild they do a cool thing with the art where they like wash him out wash out the colors yes um of him so he, he looks really uh you know something is wrong and he's going up to lorna dane aka polaris and we know it's polaris because she's dressed up in a magneto shirt and has green hair yeah just like she did in the gifted <laughs> the <Yeah>. short but sweet <laughs> tv show which we will never cover on this podcast um yeah. yeah this this is uh she's obviously like a little kind of messed up about uh everything like she's obviously been through a lot of trials and she's like i can't believe you don't recognize me i'm your daughter um and magneto just turns around and jets out yep uh gets out of there uh you know he's i'd take you all if i could but i can't um you know i have to leave he's taking other people um she's very upset obviously uh because he's escaped with other people we cut over to uh havoc and cyclops getting a audience on apocalypse's throne of skulls uh and uh he he picks up one brushes it during this which i like he just keeps it keeps them there like peanut shells to break for a point i looked at him they made a age of apocalypse apocalypse action figure and it comes with a human skull to hold dude so it's very uh that is that is the fucking best (laughs) yeah yeah i was like very close to getting it i'm like i i'm kind of limiting action figures i want to get like a little team of like good you know 80s x-men and then just have them set up somewhere and leave them. But getting an, an Age of Apocalypse with a skull is very tempting. Um, and uh, there's just tentacles around and, and ruin and stuff. Uh, you know, and he, uh, so he's talking about, um, you know, sinister leaving. Yes. Basically. Um, he even, he brings up his predilection for twins. You know, uh, his ge- genetics hub tag. Uh, and basically says, like, he's going to catch him. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Apocalypse. I endure. I filled oceans with the blood of my enemies. I declare bankruptcy, says Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I am apocalypse. Uh, crushing another skull. And it's like, yeah, we know. And uh, I love um, I love that, like, this picture where uh, Havoc is like, whoa. And Cyclops is, like, not even bothered. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
he's 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 seen enough skulls crushed that he's not impressed uh he basically says hey you might be underestimating sinister and apocalypse uh admires this you know unlike your brother you don't recoil Mm-hmm. um no wonder sinister loved you maybe you'll be one of my horsemen um he says whatever you will and havoc has a real hard time with this because um, uh, that's basically his arc in this. had you noticed that t- havoc's like eye tattoo is just goes up into a barcode before now like i feel like this yeah. is the first time we saw this right yeah it's like it's like a weird meme from the age of apocalypse like instead of long cat they have long barcode <laughs> where it just continues <laughs> keeps, keeps scrolling it's like oh this barcode keeps going um I, I love uh, there, there's this great little like bit of apocalypse negging him too, where, you know, Cyclops is like, whatever you will. And apocalypse says, well, there'll be many trials before you're in that rank. Now, before you remain uh, for now, you remain in charge of the pens. I'll be watching. <laughs> and Havoc's like, you can also count on my continued allegiance, my leech. <laughs> he just shuts him up. But I love him just be like, I am also here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Me I too. too me good. too. I will also, yeah. you're my lord or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. They're the, you, you did the I declare bankruptcy. There's big uh, 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 Dwight Schrute energy to Havoc in this. Oh, yeah, dude. That's crazy. Or, or Andy Bernard. <laughs> you know, this Dwight's is way Jim better and, than Jim Andy, and Dwight. <laughs> yeah, this is Jim and Dwight of uh, Age of Apocalypse. <clears throat> Uh, so they hop on their hogs, of course. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're cool cycles, and uh, they go back and forth. Uh, you know, kind of talking as they jet away. Um, on Havoc, Havoc um, is basically accusing Cyclops of like, you just get all this stuff handed to you, and Cyclops is like, yeah, but I don't actually want it. Like, and also while we're talking, I'm your boss, and you need to go get all those reports for me. And yeah, as, as they yeah, split yeah. up and like take two different paths, I love this because Havoc is like, I'm sick of you treating me like a child, so I'm just going to smash this thing that I'm driving past. <laughs> like, yeah, just <laughs> smash, smash a random tech uh, with a scratch sound effect. Um, so they both go off to see a different set of twins. Um, Havoc goes off to check in on the escape from the pens um, with the Guthrie twins. Uh, here and uh he's like hey you don't fail me again and they're like understood um but they you know they knew exactly when we were on our perimeter sweep like they came at the exact right time um if you look at the the tape here we can see they have a visual mask like thing set up like a scrambler so we can't see who it is but uh uh-oh we saw polaris saw the figure so we need to go question her yeah um so they do and quickly realized that she's kind of just out of it. She keeps saying it was Magneto and her father, which, you know, they, they know for a fact Magneto wasn't her father because they did DNA scans and all this other stuff. Uh, but she's kind of viewed as totally out there and crazy and they don't really get anything out of her. Um, but during her, during this like interrogation, Havoc treats her a little too rough and she, she kind of does this blast and tries to pull all of the iron out of his blood. Um, yeah, which is not supposed to be able to happen. Like there's all of the brain trust is supposed to keep all their powers dampened and everything. So she's not supposed to be able to do this. And she also calls, uh, havoc Alex constantly. Like they have some sort of previous relationship. Um, later this is referred to as one hell of a magnetic wallop. Yeah, it is. Uh, that she does. Um, and the reason why she's not being, uh, you know, kind of put down by the brain trust is because she's one of the mental defectives, uh, which, you know, not the most woke language for, you uh giant guthrie man um um just just i mean like first it was <laughs> we haven't really got to it but the juggernaut stuff and then now lord of dane like there's some fans out there that are really disappointed in this run just yeah. just really <laughs> sacrificing all my faves huh? you made lord of dane a mentally deficient deficient person like that's yeah. that's wrong yeah wild 
so the three of them all go and uh, check in on Beast. And they're like, hey, Beast, you know, and Beast is trying to put together a person in his uh, blorp tube. Um, it does not work. He smashes some equipment. A lot of people are very petulant about equipment. Uh, and he says, like, hey, I need you to, uh, you know, this person stood up to interrogation. I need you to, like, trawl their brain. Yeah. And uh, and figure out what's going on. And they try to warn him of, uh, like, hey, you know, watch out. She can she can hit you with this wallop. And he's like, oh, no, I'm I'm well. I've already, like, scanned her. You know, I was you know, I was instructed to find out whether or not she was actually related to Magneto and if we could use that. Um, and they go through her history, uh, which is like her parents were murdered in one of the first cullings um, and she almost died. But she her powers were manifested. And because she had magnetic powers, she fixated on Magneto, um, which eventually like turned into dementia, which led her to lead her to like have a run in with Rogue. And it looks like Rogue is absorbing her powers. So we talked about this a couple of issues back about like, why does Rogue just have magnetic powers? And finally here it's explained. So. Well, we, what we were asking about was why Magne- or Rogue could fly and has super strength. Well, I mean, mag- uh, magnets, you know, Gary. <laughs> I mean, I get, like, that's the thing. That I don't know, so, how, like, I don't know how that's know. not clear to you. Did I not mention magnets? <laughs> I specifically said magnets. <laughs> you did say that, to be fair. Because um, we somebody in the Slack was like, oh, yeah, she absorbed uh, Lorna Dane's powers. And I was like, wait, that's not what I asked. Though. <laughs> um, the, you know, the very first you know, X-Men Alpha, it's all about her having super strength and knocking uh, infinites across the room with her crazy punches. Yeah. With her um, magnetic yeah. punches. Come on, man. Where are you at? I get you now. Uh, I like how uh, Beast Cat says Worf. Uh, like the Star Trek character in the oh, middle yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, like that's a sound that a cat has ever made. Worf? Worf? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, it's very weird. My aunt Knuckle had a cat named uh, Worf for a while, which I thought was like... Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They were, they, were, they were the kind of Trekkies that learned Klingon for a while, but, you know, they still... Oh, can't, hell yeah. Still don't like man, black when, people, when though. Were, <laughs> oh, that's the, uh, please don't edit my hell yeah to be after that um <laughs> hell yeah uh, when i was racist when I, hell yeah. on, i'm gonna i'm gonna stretch this all out <laughs> yeah. when i was when i was a teen um i used to go to uh my local comic book store as a kid was run by a guy named scott lore who had a comic book store called legends and lore and uh, i used to hang out there all the time play magic and just like that was where i would hang out and uh the in my hometown the klingon group like you because they're still they're like klingon groups like there are those star wars mm-hmm. groups just people who cosplay and hang out at conventions and do stuff uh were really trying to get me to join like in a real big bad way it was real wild like i got like the same way that like you get military recruitment as a teen like you know you have you ever talked to like a guy in the army as a teen it's absolute hell oh yeah um you know it was the same it was the same thing but trying to get me to join the like klingon legion or whatever and then eventually I didn't do it because I was like, you know, I, uh, this is actually kind of sad. I wanted to do it. And then, uh, I asked them about like what it costs to get a costume and stuff. And they told me, and then I asked my mom about it and she's like, we don't have money. For it. Uh, but I was like, my life could have been very different. Uh, if I, if I had done that as a, you know, 12 or 13 year old. So in this Klingon and this alternate universe, <laughs> yep. I'm just like, what do you, what are the dramatic differences in Gary Butterfield's life? If you had been like put together a Klingon outfit and started cosplaying as Klingon, like, do you think you'd be doing the show circuit right now instead of like doing band stuff and podcasts or what do you, maybe I think I'd speak Klingon. I think that was a big part of the, uh, the culture. 
of this uh, this weird group. <laughs> just like this is a you big know? moment, and I'm kind of curious what the ramifications would be. Where do you think I would be yeah. in this? Like, do you think what that you, I would in, be? This, in the age of Klingapocalypse <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that the age of apocalypse has taught us that anything could have happened. Like, if Xavier could die and turn, <laughs> you know, uh, Wolverine into a T-shirt like this, if I turned into a Klingon cosplayer. Like you could be the president or something. I mean, anything could have happened. Well, now I'm fucking. Yeah. Now I just feel robbed. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> All these years, I just thought yeah. I was lazy and unmotivated. But no, I could have been nope. the fucking president. Gary wasn't a Klingon. Gary yeah. wasn't a Klingon. It's because uh, I didn't dress up as a Klingon. Look at that fat teenage Klingon. That could have been the thing that changed everything. <laughs> Upon yeah. this, the world spins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. And the, the real answer is I might be different because I'd have like a, a weird social community and stuff. Yeah. You know, as yeah. opposed to uh, just like my two friends and then, you know, uh, that I think I would have been like involved in a thing, which I think would have changed my personality a little bit. I don't know if I'd still be doing what I'm doing now. I don't know if it'd be that drastic, but it would have been a different childhood. Um, so we go back yes. uh, to the meeting that Cyclops is having with the Bedlam brothers who are hanging out where exactly? Um, this is like, it's on Liberty Island. So I guess this is okay. I, I see now yeah, this is it the, looks like they're just in a, a an abstract space. <laughs> uh, to me. Yeah. This was the, uh, apocalypse. This was the, what, what did we call it? The age of uh, the statue of not Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sinister statue. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, and they're, they're, uh, looking for evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been investigating this since sinister has been gone and then Cyclops shows up and they have to tighten up. Because they were playing like pranks yep. on each other, um, but uh, before they really even get a chance to to start talking, Warren shows up, and Warren is like, yep. "Hey, I've heard that you're gonna have a war, and could you maybe not do that? Like, I run a nightclub. War is gonna be bad for business." Yeah. So this this is part of the sinister uh, kind of uh, Mister Sinister's mindset during this is that he's not a good guy, but he thinks a race war, a total race war between the humans and mutants, is a really bad idea. Yes. Um, you know, because he, you know, he doesn't know, I mean, he does know actually like America's gonna get nuked. Um, you know, as, as we found out in, uh, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So, um, we cut over to his club, uh, you know, and, uh, there's, uh, Alex looking all like Dracula and symphony of the night. Hell yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> sitting there with his, his shirt open with his Jean gray lookalike nips out kissing on him. Yep. Total nips out. Um, you know, and he's just complaining about work, you know, he's, he's complaining about, uh, his brother, all these things. Uh, there's a weird little note here where he's like, he's like, you know, you've come a long way, Scarlet from the first time I saw you outside that cantina. And she says, I remember that you and Creed were after Doc Neutron. <laughs> and I have no idea who Doc Neutron is in the X-Men universe. <laughs> I mean, we could look uh, it up real quick because I was I was really hoping you would have the solve there for me. So it seems like I would like it, it's like most excellent characters. I at least know their name, even if I can't tell you what they are. But Doc Neutron, uh, that does not that what are you Silver Age DC character Earth six one. Are you a Flash villain? Um, five appearances. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this has got to be cool. No, there's yeah. no, there's nothing here. Like it's just like there's no powers, none. History of character is unknown. What is this? Yep. It does not uh, does not autocomplete. There's one. Oh, here's image. a picture of Doc Neutron. Is this the like impressionist painting the that painting? I'm looking at? Yeah. Yep. So that probably is not. Uh, yeah, this is pretty weird. Um. Yeah, I don't know Doc Doc Neutron here. Havoc in Wolverine um, Volume One is where he shows up. What is? Oh man, that's why it has this painting style. Yeah. Uh, Havoc and Wolverine was like an all painted comic. 
Uh, I remember uh, seeing that in the comic store and never quite reading. It's so fascinating to me that there's just no information about a character from a comic book. Like that's crazy. It's interesting that they brought in somebody from Havoc and it's called Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown. Um, And it's, it's cool that they brought in a Havoc character for this. Dr. Neutron was the scientific genius who sabotaged, caused the nuclear tragedy, which Meltron Meltdown tried to exploit. So he's he was yeah. <laughs> he still conspire, conspiring when last seen. He enjoys playing chess. He may or may not have been disfigured. <laughs> <laughs> that, that counts for most people. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's good stuff yeah. right there. Marvel marvunapp.com. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Cuz anyway. the official Marvel wiki doesn't have it. Um so basically Havoc is just saying like if it wasn't for that Cyclops, Apocalypse would appreciate me. Yeah. Um, she tries to suck up to him a little bit and he's like, she starts to say, I think I've fallen in love with you. And he's like, Hey, don't even say it. Even if you mean it, you're human, you know, it's already complicated. He leaves and we find out she's a double agent. Yeah. Uh, she picks up a phone call. We don't know from whom. And it's like, yeah, he just left. But she does reveal she's been I, working for the human oh, yeah. council. Oh, you're right. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I missed. Yeah. So she's working for the human high council. Sorry about that. Um, listeners, uh, not sorry to you, Jeremy. The, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody well, just got 20% more racist in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody should have been so mean about my Klingon teenager years. I wasn't um, mean. I was just genuinely curious. <laughs> like, what do you think would change? I think about that shit all the time. <laughs> um, we cut over to torture. Uh, Polaris is being tortured on upside down crucifix X. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, by beast doing uh body scans to kind of get into her brain yeah um it's not working so he's like it's time to do a little brain salad surgery oh man that's a that's you know i like a salad and i like a brain surgery but (laughs) mm, (laughs) never it never should mix gonna draw the line Uh, at at, you know combining the two you know what i'm saying yeah Um, and so does cyclops cyclops shows up and is basically like hey you're in violation of a direct order like you're going to risk the whole Kelly packed negotiation. And even I'm like, Oh God, you sweet, sweet <laughs> child. <laughs> Scott, well, Scott, how are you this fucking stupid? <laughs> My dude. Well, we, we find, I mean, we find out in this issue. He, he's not like he's, this is his front. He's presenting to do as much good as he possibly can. You know, cause Cyclops is a traitor. He's a good guy. Um, that's his, that's his excuse to shut down beast here. And beast calls him out on it. Beast is like, you're an idiot. Apocalypse doesn't intend to do anything with this. Um, my work is more important than this diplomatic charade. Uh, and you know, Sinister is gone, and Cyclops like is like, yeah, he is gone. I'm in charge. Zap, zaps all his equipment, and is like, now get the yo, stop this, or I'll shut you down forever. Uh, get back to the, get this woman back to the pens. And when she looks up, she sees him and recognizes, sees him as Magneto. Dun dun dun. Uh, yep, he is the one who's been dressing up as Magneto to let people escape the pens. Yeah. So we, we fast forward to that night and he's coming for, her. she's in the pens. Um, she's, he's coming to get her and she's basically like babbling about her, about being his daughter. And of course, Cyclops is like, please stop talking. You have green yeah, hair. Shut up, this dude. is so hard. This yeah, is so like... hard. You were wearing red yeah. and blue and you have green <laughs> hair. Like put a fucking cloak yeah. on and be quiet for 20 seconds while I'm yeah. saving your ass. You were primary colors while we escape, please. <laughs> Everything else in this comic <laughs> is brown. Why can't you just be brown? <laughs> <laughs> Now he's being. Oh. Um, uh, they, they, so they escape. <laughs> uh, C- Cyclops has put on a bad costume that covers, oh, I don't know, just some of his hair. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know? 
and uh, they're escaping and they get caught by North Star and Aurora. Yes. Uh, here. And uh, he's like, you know, they say like, hey, Havoc assigned us here at the last minute. But how do you know so much about our schedules? You know, Cyclops is the person who sets the schedule. So he's been able to, uh, to time his escapes. And uh, Havoc was one step ahead of him and switched up the schedule. Yeah. So they, um, they, so they take him out. Yeah, they and they yeah. uh he shoots Lorna, uh or not Lorna, I'm sorry, um Aurora and Jean Pierre. Then, and then um or I thought it was okay, sure. Yeah, he shoots one of them. They're, they're twins. Under, they're, they're pretty fucking twins. Us. It's hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to say. It's actually really hard to say even what's happening in that panel. Uh, where he shoots them. He's shooting both of them. Yeah. Now that now that I see it. Uh but it does look like they're like they're joined at the back, like upside down. Like they look like the doors from Labyrinth. Uh, it's real weird. And um, then uh, Lorna hits one of them with, with the other one, I guess, with a big uh, crunk. Get that crunk hit because mm-hmm. this is now sponsored <laughs> by Lil John. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, crunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, take you back to the pens. And this is okay. And this is <laughs> uh. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna melt them. What? What? <laughs> We're just gonna take you out of the fence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh so they take him off, they're leaving. They think they've made it, but uh uh oh. Uh Havoc pulls up. Um we take him to where they're they're going. That's Val Cooper, uh the X Factor liaison uh, in the actual comics who has been uh ferrying people away, and but Havoc has found him on a security camera. Havoc knows that it's Cyclops. Yeah. And, fi- and finally, finally, Havoc has some, some some shit on Cyclops. Cyclops has been doing some bad shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, is Val Cooper? She's the is she the head of Sword? Mm, I don't think so. Who is who she's, is that? She's a that's Agent Brand, character? isn't it? That's, that's Brand. Brand that I'm thinking of. Never Val, Val Cooper uh, was the government liaison for like Freedom yeah, Force yeah, and yeah, X Factor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was I was I was so. thinking Brand. I was just because in one of the modern Secret Wars um cyclops and agent brand are like kind of a thing and it would end up being like, like it just mm. really worked for me like the writing was really good around it and i was thinking that maybe that's where that came from but i was getting my it's getting my women mixed up they had to, they had to break up that relationship so we could fuck wolverine <laughs> finally uh, <laughs> so, um but i i was uh i was into this like i uh this was one where i finished it and i was like man i want it i just want to read the next issue yeah me too not going to because i'm saving them for for things where i'm like shit what's gonna happen yeah this seems really damning for Cyclops and the idea of Cyclops being like deep within behind enemy lines and this confrontation. Like I was pretty invested in this. Yeah. Um, I kind of like, I'm I'm envisioning the, him defecting over to the X-Men and being like, literally nobody trusting him. Right. So like maybe seeing some, like I'm on my own kind of bullshit from Cyclops would be kind of cool. Well, Jean Grey shows up in the next issue. Oh, they say, cause we know that she left from uh, weapon X. Yeah. So they're, they're going to meet up. And the idea that, um, you know, she was rescued from the pens and Cyclops has been ferrying people out of there. You know, I wonder if Wolverine was actually the person responsible for getting her out or if Cyclops was, mm. you know, which is, or if maybe they all did it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then later <laughs> they went and held hands and uh, cuddled up. So the, uh, yeah. um, so th- this is a, a fun, good issue. There's some dodgy art, but in general, like I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I like I'm I'm you mentioned this at the start of the episode, but like I'm just kind of into it. Like I'm like we're already kind of like almost halfway through this, I think, at this point. Um, we we uh, we're straddling yeah. the halfway point actually, uh during this recording session. So once we get to uh after this recording session, we've done Excalibur number two, 
if we consider, you know, with X-Men Alpha uh, on the other end, we're just about halfway through. Yeah. So. Um, and the cover of the next issue is real cool. It's like Beast, he's standing and he's taking out Jean Grey and, and Cyclops. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of in for this behind enemy line stuff. I think as far as a setup goes, this comic has been pretty interesting. And it's cool that it's like my original X-Men kind of team right like this yeah, yeah. this is like, like angel is here like this is like the only one we're missing is iceman and they just won't let iceman off the leash which i'm very disappointed yeah. about <laughs> iceman <laughs> has to has to be in four panels per astonishing x-men only Chekhov's body um, is what i'm looking for here um and th- this would have been really cool for people at the time uh or cool or horrible if you're reading x-factor at the time because i'm pretty sure in 1995 in x-factor i mean yeah we were dealing with um havoc uh lorna dane you know, multiple man, strong guy, Quicksilver, that team, you know? So you weren't like necessarily looking for Cyclops and Jean Grey and Beast and Angel, but you know, if you were like raised on that old X, X factor, this had to have been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we appreciate you, uh, go to patreon.com slash duck TV mm-hmm. and hit us up and leave us range reviews on Apple podcast and or podcast addict or anywhere podcast reviews are found yes and uh also uh you still have time to come check us out over at Duckfest. that's the weekend of the 27th and the 28th we're gonna be doing a bunch of live shows um it's free to everybody donations are encouraged we're gonna be hitting up some uh, black lives matter charities um mm-hmm. causes uh we are going to be doing the marvel's the long night which is a podcast that marvel produced about wolverine um it's surprisingly good for what it is like i'm yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. There's going to be all kinds of Duck Feed Network programming, though. Uh, so expect just a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, do you guys have a URL yeah. for that yet? Is that just duckfeed.tv slash duckfest? Or? So we should, at least by tomorrow, we recorded a thing. And then Cole was like, there'll be a URL by tomorrow. Okay. Uh, or by the time this comes out, a thing we recorded that's coming out tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, there should be. Okay. I don't know what it is, though. I mean, it's uh, cool. Does the website stuff. If you type in Duckfest, um, that's a totally different kind of festival. Like I found out the other day, because I was looking for a schedule, mm-hmm. and um, it there it, it, it was just a, it was just literally a fest for ducks and people that are really enthusiastic yep. about it. So, um, and there might be a little bit of that at our, but it's not going to be most most. Of the Man, um, yeah, you- we we have not been on top of getting the. Uh, it is still going on. It's all like all the planning is happening. We've just been bad about setting up a landing page. Do you remember at the first Duckfest when like? those people that weren't even duck people just started making all the quacking noises and just the entire audience went with it for the entire t- time for the rest of the day. And it was just a quack fest. I, like it was, I do. I do remember that during, uh, during spec script. Yeah. My yeah. friend, uh, Allison who wrote the uh, duck dynasty. Yes. Uh, one, that was, which was, which was pretty fun. I need to go back and listen um, to that. That was wild. <clears throat> yeah. Those, those, uh, those guys are, are, uh, every time I've talked to, um, people from kind of that sphere of, uh, Portland podcast community, stuff about duck fest things they really focus on the duck part um like <laughs> they've both been on uh carolyn main who did the other show mm-hmm. and chris uh Ketemi, who runs the uh the show that you were on with spec script uh we're both like yeah quacktacular and stuff I'm saying that and i just want to be like it's not really a thing that we do you know it's not a- like i appreciate you trying to make it a thing but that's not really the uh you know it's okay but it's a good thing that we're not wolfy.tv because uh, they would just be a bunch of obnoxious Miko Lash cosplayers in the audience. Yeah. Or, or just like a lot of, ah, woo. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like that's exactly, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It does that. I, mean, I was thinking of specifically, I was thinking of people with cages on their heads yeah. because of Miko Lash cosplay. Actually, uh, my, my friend that it lives in that area that came, the my two friends that came, they're both Miko Lash cosplayers. So I probably shouldn't say that. They're both great. Oh. So, 
Yeah. Well, they would just make wolf noises, but there's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to stop talking about this now. <laughs> Come out to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We appreciate you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>